I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you like what you hear, please follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and also at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy it. I'm so excited to discuss my sponsor today, which is Page One Books, because my summer book bundle is ready on pageonebooks.com. And the bundle that I've put together includes three books that I picked, uh, Montauk by Nicola Harrison, More Myself by Alicia Keys, and I Miss You When I Blink by Mary Laura Philpot, all of which have been on this podcast here. Uh, it includes a Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, Beach Tote, a cute little library card pencil slash cosmetic case, and a water bottle for staying hydrated, plus a little... Um, thing of sun lotion. So go to page1books.com, page one with the number one. So page number one books.com and check out my page one books summer bundle. Buy it as a gift, a housewarming, if you actually go somewhere or just give it to yourself. Everybody needs a treat. We've had a long spring. <laughs> page one books.com. Hey everyone, I am so excited, but I'm trying something new this week. I'm doing a July book blast. So I'm releasing a ton of episodes for 10 days in July for a couple of reasons. One, a lot of these are books that came out during the quarantine and talk about the quarantine and are very timely and I don't want them sitting around for too long. These authors deserve to have their books out there. So I had a little bit of a backlog and I want to get them out so you can enjoy them. And the second reason is because a lot of these are great books to read in the summer, and I didn't want to start releasing these episodes in September when there's less time to read. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there'll be more time to read if school actually starts. Anyway, this is your July book blast, and today is the first day of the book blast, and I'm calling this Memoir Mondays. So today you're going to hear from some of my favorite recent memoirists about their books, and I really hope you enjoy every one of them. I recorded my interview with Lisa Baker Morgan originally as an Instagram Live when I was doing my Instagram Live quarantine show. She was one of the last episodes that I did, and she is the author of a memoir called Paris Part-Time, which if you're feeling a craving for jetting off to Paris and escaping, this book is your next best option since that's not in the cards in reality. Lisa Baker Morgan graduated from the University of Southern California with a degree in English literature. She obtained her Juris Doctorate from Southwestern Law School, and her culinary degree from Le Cordon Bleu, College of Culinary Arts. Like that accent? Morgan is the co-author of Homegrown Herb Garden and the author of Simple Pleasures, 52 Weeks of Turning Ordinary Ingredients into Extraordinary Moments. For many years, Morgan authored a travel and food blog, ChefMorgan.com, and has written numerous guest articles for food websites and blogs. She was featured in The Mothers of Reinvention as a mother who faced change in a positive way. In addition to her writing and cooking, Chef Morgan has taken on humanitarian and philanthropic causes in the United States and internationally, including advocacy on behalf of adults and children who have endured childhood sexual assault and trauma. She currently, well, maybe not currently, typically she divides her time between Paris and Los Angeles. I hope you enjoy our conversation. I know I did. Hi, how are you? Good morning. How are you? Good. It's so nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. Happy belated Memorial Day. Although every day seems to feel like Monday, right? <laughs> it's true. Although I have to say, I felt like it was a day off yesterday in a way that I wasn't expecting it to feel. Do you feel like that or not? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm in LA right now. So we were just hanging out by the pool and barbecuing all day. And the girls took the day off from study and they have finals this week. The older one's graduating. So it was a day of relaxation. 
Yeah. In my head, your girls are still young because I just read the book. Do you know what I mean? So I'm picturing them as so little, but of course, yeah, they were very little when the book was written, but the older one is 18 and my younger one is 16. So that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like the only difference between a day off and that is just the flood of emails. Like when the emails <laughs> slow down, that's a nice day. <laughs> There's some days I'm like, you know, it's email bankruptcy. I just can't get to all of them today. It's just, I call it a day off. Yeah. I do. Yeah. But then it's twice as bad the next day. But anyway, whatever. This is my own. <laughs> so you have become this American chef, but you say you have a French soul and you wrote this book called Paris Part-Time, which I, I have to say that first section where you were sick in the hospital was so gripping. I felt like time stood still and I was just like, what is going on? What is, what is happening? Like, how is she going to do this? Like, what about her boyfriend? Like, it was so good. And it like makes you want to see everything else that happens with your life. So now I feel like I'm totally invested in like, what's going on with you? <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm, I'm pleased you enjoyed it. It's, it's interesting though, because the book as it is now is not how it was originally intended. It was intended actually just to be a travelogue and a, and a food war, basically of my journeys in France and buying the place in France. But then when I did that, it kind of begged the question of what are you, are you a lunatic? Like, why are you buying this place in France when you're a mother and you're a divorced mother and you can't live there full time? So that's when the backstory came out, the part that you're referring to. It was the hardest part to write for sure. And I hesitated to add that memoir element to it simply because I'm the type of person who's probably a better interviewer than interviewee. And I'm more comfortable cooking for somebody with them being served. So there you go. But I thought about it after some time and Toni Morrison's words, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but she said, if there's a book that you want to read and hasn't been written, you need to be the one to write about it. And I love reading books about people's journeys, about their triumph over tragedy and their experiences and their lives. Like I love biographies and memoirs, but at that time I hadn't read any that were about mothers and certainly not about single mothers trying to, you know, create their dreams and make a life for themselves and their, their children within the parameter of a child share schedule. I mean, it's a very different thing. Divorce does change the scheme of things. And so that's why it became important for me to go ahead and include those things because I thought, you know what, there's a voice there. There's a lot of people who do go through this and it's not an experience that just happens to you and you're like, okay, I'm done now. If you have children and they're younger, that's going to set the parameters of your life and your mindset for a really long time. You know, what does it feel like when all of a sudden you're divorced and your children aren't with you on the holidays? Or, you know, you want to go on vacation or they're going on vacation with their, you know, your former spouse, but you don't have no idea with who they're with. So that's why I went back and I threaded those real moments into the book. So, well, I am divorced and remarried. I have four <laughs> kids with my previous husband yeah. and the passages about that for me were like, ah, oh, finally, like, cause you're <laughs> right. People don't write about it a lot. There was one thing you wrote in the book. You said the loss of time with my daughters was the toxic coating on the divorce pill. I was forced to swallow. It is hard to accept that suddenly your children will only be with you part of the time. And when they are not with you, you have no say or control over what they do or whom they are with. I was like, amen. Like, it is so hard. I mean, I, I mean, it's been five years for me. It's, it's not like it gets all that much easier when you're out of control of, of the most precious commodity in your life, basically. So 
anyway. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, if 50% of all marriages, right, end in divorce, there's a huge segment of the population then that, that has this as a reality in their life and, and how that changes. And they say that divorce is second to death in, in terms of tragic things that you go through in your life, you know, and it, it really does change you know, people's perspectives and, and everything else. And so that's why I decided to go ahead and add those parts because I wanted other women or, or men, but I think the book honestly appeals more to women than men. I wanted them to know that, you know what? Yeah, I feel this too. And these kind of vulnerabilities and the expectation to be this mother, but at the same time, you're still a woman with desires and, and wants and, and dreams of your own. And how do you do both? And why is everybody always criticizing the mom? Oh, she's doing this, so she must not be a good mom. So those are, you know, I, I, that's why I wanted to add the divorced mother and the woman aspect of it in this. So that's how it came about. Wow, that's great. It's so nice. I mean, the show so far, first we were like in war-torn Turkey and then underwater <laughs> swimming. And now here I am with you, like, walking the streets of Paris and like cooking and you know what I mean? Like all these books, it's just amazing. Like also the senses evoked from your book too. I mean, you were so detailed about like where you would go to get a certain, you know, I don't know, like all these places you were exploring and getting ingredients and apartments you were visiting. I was like, this is great. I'm on like an apartment tour of Paris. Like, <laughs> I, feel like I never have to go to an open house in Paris. I've done it all. <laughs> Well, I wanted people to go there with me, you know, and I think I always wrote like that because, for example, my my parents really never traveled. And so I was always explaining to them, like trying to share the experience with them. You know, I talk about how I described just my grandmother being Alsace that time. And for me, you know, if we're fortunate enough to have the ability to travel, you know, I think it's nice to share that with other people. And that's what I find so lovely about books is we can go into someone else's world without actually being there and learn something, experience something and add to our own to-do list for our lives. Well, it transported me in a way and also sort of validated a lot of my own feelings about my own family. So when a book can do two things at once, I'm like, this is great. <laughs> plus, plus the whole overcoming, like, you know, you were saying you love memoir. I love memoir too, especially when people get over something. And you did that, like that, il that illness that you described in the beginning, which I keep coming back to, was so, you know, life or death and debilitating. And then you, you sort of rose from the ashes and ended up doing all these things as a result. So I don't know. It has like all the ingredients not to, you know. <laughs> well, in truth, I was driven by panic, really, because I went from being happy and like, oh, I'm rebuilding my life and look at how happy I am. And literally within 12 hours, my body was poisoned in itself and nobody could ever tell me how I got so sick. It wasn't like I was in a car accident and there was, oh, there's an explanation or you caught this. And right. it was that kind of impermanence really put a fire under my bum to go, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And what do I want to teach my daughters? And what do I want to do for myself? You know, so I went from, you know, emailing my sister-in-law, the combination to my safe, to having the ability to write a to-do list. And I'm like, okay, if I have this gift of days, I want to make the most of it. And, and how does, you know, that's up to me. And so, as you know, especially when you're in a divorce framework, A to B is not going to be a straight line. 
But I think it's important for people to realize that. And it doesn't matter anytime, you know, how old you are or what your circumstances are, because we all have different talents and circumstances that you can make it happen. And so we can all find our joy of life because tragedies and bad experiences are going to happen to all of us. And we'll always be searching for that, that calm after our equilibrium is shaken up. And so this was, this was mine. And I hope it resonates with other people as well. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thanks for coming on the show. Like to be continued, there's like so much we didn't get to. These 10 minutes are like too fast, but um, <laughs> to be continued. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you. Do you have your book right there just oh, to hold up? Paris for time. I do. Yes. Oh, it looks amazing. <laughs> awesome. By Lisa Morgan. So add it to your list. <laughs> thank you so much. Enjoy your day. You too. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed listening to one of the amazing memoirists on my memoir Monday, part of my July book blast. And this is a really special collection of podcasts, and I really hope you enjoyed it. So please keep listening to more. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to my podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you liked this episode, please follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books and sign up for my mailing list at ZibbyOwens.com so you can always hear about the latest things I'm up to. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much to Page One Books for sponsoring today's episode. I hope you'll all check out my summer beach bundle at pageonebooks.com. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Thanks for listening. You could always email me at zibby at zibbyowens.com. Thank you.